here, and it's amazing to have you here. But what we want you to know is that we actually consider you to be part of the wider family here in this church, and that's really important to us. And do you know what our heart for you is? And we often talk about this. Our heart is, how can we encourage you to feel more part of the family here in this church? Or maybe you're connected to another fellowship, another church. How can we encourage you to feel more part of this or another church? It's an interesting question. It can be a difficult question for you to try and answer. Because for some people here tonight, maybe when you were younger, your experience that you had of church wasn't a very positive one. And as a result, you haven't really gone to church since. Or maybe for some people here tonight, when you were younger, you get really hurt by someone in a church. Or you get hurt by something in a church. And as a result, you, you've never darkened the door of a place maybe until tonight. And coming in here this evening has been quite simply one of the most courageous things you've ever done. And we are really, really grateful to you for that. So what can we say to you in the few minutes that we have here that, that might encourage you to feel more part of a church. The best way to do that is, is actually through with a long-term view in mind and how we can build relationships with you. And we often think about how can we connect more with, with parents, with boys and folks who are involved in the different organizations of our church. We often ask that question. And if you've got any ideas about how we could do that, we'd really, really love to hear from you. But in the, the few minutes that we have, what I want to do is, is take us back to the very central reason why this or any church exists. And that is because of our belief in the message and hope of Jesus. And you might say straight away when you hear that, oh no, Pep, here we go again. Why do you Christians go on so much about this man, Jesus, who, who lived 2,000 years ago? All we've done tonight is, is sing songs about Jesus. Why, why, why? And I'd love to share a few thoughts with you just over the next few minutes that might help answer that and hopefully encourage you to find a church, whether it's this or, or another one, where you can build relationships over the long term to understand more about this incredible hope and the difference that Jesus can make in each of our lives. So why do we go on about him so much? Well, do you know what I think? If any of us knew something that would be utterly life-changing for somebody else, I reckon we'd tell them. That's exactly what it is for us with Jesus, friends. We are completely convinced that he is able to transform lives, and his hope can do that in an utterly life-changing way. Now, God is not going to remove all of the difficulties in your life if you were to become a Christian tonight. But what we do know is this. He can bring hope. He can bring purpose. He can bring meaning and value and direction into your life like nobody else can. And the bottom line is, the more we go on in our lives, we can lose direction. And you might be here tonight and you feel a bit lost. The hopes, the aspirations you had when you were maybe in the boys' brigade or the girls' brigade or whenever you were a child have disappeared. And maybe for where you're at in your life, you feel lost. God is one who through Jesus can help you find your way. 
And in these few minutes, I want to share why we go on about him so much. It's because we believe he's the greatest person to have ever walked the face of this earth. Very much so. You can bat that back to me and you can say, how do you know that, Pip? <laughs> and I suppose what that would do is it raises the question of, of greatness and how we understand greatness in people. How do we know that, that someone living today is greater than someone living 5,000 years ago or vice versa? We often hear the question of greatness in the sporting world. If you follow football, you'll, you'll be used to commentators comparing footballers from different generations and trying to work out who was the greatest footballer of all time. We, we know that was Jordy Best, but not everybody seems to know that one. Muhammad Ali, he was the boxer who famously quipped, I am the greatest. So I just want to think for a few minutes, how do we know? How do we measure greatness? And it's a very important question. Is there some way tonight that I can convince you or back up the Christian claim that Jesus is the greatest person ever? Is there some way that we can talk about Muhammad Ali and, 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 and know that he was the greatest? And if we're talking about the greatest person ever, we're having to go through the span of history. And there's lots of ways to measure greatness, but historians help us. Because historians tell us this, that the mark of greatness in someone is determined by the impact they leave in the world after they have died. The mark of greatness in someone is determined by the impact they leave upon the world after they've died. Now he, Muhammad Ali, he was a great boxer. He was a fantastic boxer. And sadly, he passed away in 2016. And see, when he did pass away, much of the world noticed and much of the world made mention about him. But we don't hear as much about him now. I wonder in 10, 20, 100 years from now, will, we, will that diminish anymore? The mark of greatness in someone's determined by the impact they leave in the world after they have died. That's why, as Christians, we can say with confidence tonight that Jesus Christ is the greatest person to have ever walked the face of this earth because 2,000 years after he died and rose from the dead, still what he said, what he claimed, and what he did when he walked on this earth is having a profound, life-changing impact upon countless millions, if not billions of people right across the world. Do you know it's estimated that today, Around the world, well over 100,000 people will have become a Christian. And it's the same every single day of life because Jesus is the greatest. His story, it's the most told story around the world. The book that contains his story, the Bible, is the best-selling book around the world, year in, year out, by a country mile. The calendar that lets us know what the date is, is determined by his birth. Surely only the greatest person ever could have things like that said about him. Then you would look at the, the, the greatness of his life when he was on this earth. All Jesus seemed to do was bring hope into hopeless situations, speak out against injustice, stand up for the poor and those who were marginalized by society. He came with a world where he wanted to encourage us to, to love each other, to put each other's needs before our own. He, he spoke of a world where the rich and the poor could be seen as, as equal. Now, maybe you don't follow Jesus, but you have to agree with me that if you were to try and live out some of what he spoke about, 
you would help make this world an infinitely better place. He was also this visionary Jesus when he walked on this earth. He spoke of things not yet seen. He spoke of a world, a world that we could go to, a place we could go to called heaven. And then he claimed to be the only way we could get there. If you and I have to think tonight of our greatest needs that we have as, as human beings, I know we can often think, hey, do you know what? It'd be great to have a bit more money. It'd be great to have a bit more power or influence in, in life. But actually, when, you, when we boil it all down to the, the real nuts and bolts of it, what we really need as human beings is to be loved. What we really need as human beings is to find security, to find hope, to find a purpose for our lives that that inspires us to get up every day and to keep going. Surely the greatest person ever would have to accomplish or inspire that in our lives. And as Christians, we believe Jesus does. I have never, ever known anyone quite like him. I've never known anyone like Jesus who loves me unconditionally, who forgives me eternally, and who accepts me exactly the way I am, junk and all. And hey, there's a lot of junk. You'll never come into this church and feel judged. You'll never, ever come into this place and feel like somebody's pointing the finger at you. We're too aware of our own feelings to point the finger at anybody else. And he brings purpose and meaning into our lives. Do you know another reason why Jesus is the greatest? Because he deals with the greatest problem we have as human beings. And that's our sin. Sin is not a very PC word. It's not a PC word. And actually, it's a word that sometimes Christians do use to to point the finger unhelpfully at others and and judge and accuse people of others and ignore the feelings in their own lives. And it's a very off-putting thing for people to do. But sin is an important reality for us to grasp tonight. It's an important reality for you and me to understand. Because if we don't know that we're sinners, we're never actually going to see the need to find forgiveness in our, our lives. Sin is all the stuff that we do say and think in our lives that's wrong. It's all the stuff that we should do in our lives but actually do not do. In many respects, it's it's just all the imperfections that we have. And if you're like me, you'll have many of them in your life. The Bible actually says that all of us have sinned. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard. You might think tonight, I'm not perfect. I, I totally get that. I agree with you. But I'm not that bad a person. I think I'll be okay when it comes to all this God stuff that you're talking about. But another reality that's important for us to grasp tonight if we're going to understand this message that we have as Christians is that sin has consequences. And sin actually breaks our relationship with God and it separates us from him. Because God and his holy perfection can have nothing to do with sin. Nothing to do with sin. And if we die separated from God, that's how we spend eternity. Separated from God with no hope. So if there's maybe one person here tonight and you're actually, this is making sense to me. And you're actually agreeing, you know what, I have sinned in my life. And actually, Pip, I'm prepared to admit tonight that I I realize that that sin has consequences before God. Well, then you're also going to agree with me that dealing with that sin is quite simply the greatest 
most urgent need in your life. Muhammad Ali, he was a great boxer, but can he deal with your sin tonight? You might be a great person, but in yourself, can you deal with your sin? For that moment, when as sure as you can hear my voice, you'll stand before God. Only the greatest person can do that, and that's Jesus. Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us, came into this world, and here was his purpose, to save sinners to do what we're talking about tonight. He's the only one who can do it for us because he's the greatest. And on the cross that we've been beautifully led and are singing tonight about, Jesus took the consequences for your sin and for my sin so that we can have hope, the hope of freedom from our sin, the hope of forgiveness, the hope of this broken relationship with God because of sin. Well, all of a sudden we can become friends of God. We can become children of God. We can become united in a relationship with us, with him that that transforms the way we live our lives in a hugely positive way and gives us this great eternal hope. I often ask myself, why do people not rush to become a Christian? What is it that holds people off? Maybe there's another Christian that you know and, and he or she, they put you off wanting to make that decision. Or, or maybe sometimes in the church, we're just not really good at, at, at communicating this message of hope. But the plea to you tonight is if you're getting this and you're understanding this, don't let someone rob you of the joy and the hope and the love that you can find in Jesus Christ. I wonder if you ever made a decision to be a Christian. I wonder maybe when you were in the boys' brigade or the girls' brigade or when you went to Sunday school, maybe did you make a commitment to become a Christian way, way, way back then? But you maybe haven't followed through on that. We're glad that you're here and we'd love to keep going on a journey with you week in, week out because we're convinced of this, God loves you. He loves you. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one is going to come to the Father but through me. So as we close tonight, how are we going to respond to Jesus? How are you going to respond to him in your setting and in your stage of life? The one we believe to be the greatest who's ever walked the face of this earth, the one we believe who has the greatest hope that you can possibly know, how will we respond? Maybe you think, Pip, I actually am aware of my junk and there's far too much of it. There's no way Jesus loves me, friend. Why would he go through what he did on a cross if there was something in your life he could not deal with? He can deal with everything. At the cross, we find love bigger than our biggest sin. There's nothing he can't deal with. And I remember all those years ago, lads, in the boys' brigade, it's over 20 years since I've left it, but I remember the object of the boys' brigade, the advancement of Christ's kingdom amongst boys and the promotion of habits of obedience, reverence, discipline, self-respect, and all that tends towards true Christian manliness. That's our heart for you. We long for that for you, but we long for it for every person who's within these four walls here tonight. It's our desire for you. As the worship team 
come up on the stage. They're going to join me. I'll remind you at the start, I asked this question, how can we encourage you to maybe feel part of this or another church? That it's maybe not just another year before we see you again. We, we want to build a connection with you. We want to build a friendship with you. How can we do that? The best way is through the inspiration of the message of Jesus. The greatest person to walk the face of this earth. The greatest hope you and I can have. And we'd love you to experience the welcome of love in this or another church Sunday in, Sunday out as you go on that journey of building relationships over the long term to discover more about this hope and the transformation that God can bring into your life. The hope of Jesus, the greatest man to walk the face of this earth. If you would like to become a Christian tonight, Boys, if any of you are thinking, I actually want this hope in my life, why don't you speak to one of your officers this evening? Parents, anyone who is within the sound of our voice, people listening online as well, do you want to give your life to Jesus tonight? Maybe you've been running from him for many years, but something has caught your heart tonight. Something is beating inside and you know you need to respond. And if you do, we'd love to talk with you. Talk to Pastor Malcolm. Talk to myself, any of the other pastors in the church or maybe some of the guys in the boys' brigade. Don't be embarrassed about that conversation. It's the reason this place exists. We want to have those chats with you. Just say, can I, can I talk to you, Pastor? I want to find more out about Jesus. If that's maybe too difficult... That's okay. But on the way out, on, the, on the, the table in the foyer, there's brown envelopes. You just take one of those there for you and it explains more about the hope of Jesus and the difference that he can make in your life. Please don't leave here without responding to the greatest man ever. And in our, our closing hymn tonight, we're going to sing this, Oh, praise his name. Praise the name of the Lord our God, the greatest. I'm buzzing to sing this song because I want to sing him. I want to praise him. Every Christian here wants to sing, wants to praise him. Maybe you could join in and sing tonight, maybe even for the first time, because you want this hope in your heart. And you'll join us and praise the name of him who is the greatest to walk the face of this earth. Thank you so much to all, especially the, the young ones, for listening so well tonight. But remember, we're here for you. Please speak to us afterwards. I would only be too glad to help if you want to respond.